0: You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom
1: Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. If you want to visit a country that has rugged coastlines, beautiful landscapes, castles, and the kindest lads and lassies you'll ever meet, then you'll want to listen up as Pam and I discuss how we've traveled to Scotland, on Points and Miles of course. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage
0: credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part, we each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Jess. And I'm Pam. Alex's mom, and Alex isn't here today. You don't want her to be here today. She has a got a cold, and really, you cannot understand her. We thought that she could maybe speak and just not talk as much. We listened to her. We go, no, you can't speak. We don't want you on this. But we are all travel hacking moms, and just as a little side a uh, bit, everybody thinks that I'm the mom of both Alex and Jess, but I'm actually just alex's mom although jess and i we've decided are very much alike we're both kind of monica gellers and so
1: she could easily be my child but she isn't (laughs) yeah in some ways i feel like i'm like your fifth daughter that you never had because We are very much alike. So today, you're just going to be my mom for today's episode while Alex is not here. So in today's episode, we are going to be spilling the tea on how Pam and I have both visited Scotland on points and miles. Scotland is still one of my favorite countries that I have ever visited, and we cannot wait to share all the details with you. So Pam just got back much more recently than I did. But so Pam, why don't you tell us all about how you got to Scotland from Denver?
0: Yeah, this trip kind of came about because um, Alex and one of my other daughters and I, we had gone on points and miles to Bora Bora. Another daughter had gone on to gone to the Maldives with me. And so I asked the fourth daughter, where would you like to go? And she said she wanted to go to Scotland. And it was one of the countries that I has been on my radar for a long time. I hadn't gone to, so I was really excited about it. So we did a positioning flight from Denver because my other daughter, Casey, who lives um, near me, went also. And then we met my daughter who lives in London over in Edinburgh. So there were four of us. Alex, unfortunately, she couldn't be here today, and she wasn't there on Scotland either because she actually, with her four little boys, can't get away quite as easily, and we had just gotten back from our Hawaii trip, so she wasn't able to go. So my daughters and I that live near Denver, we took a positioning flight to Newark. Now, positioning flights are huge in our plans for international travel Many times, although we live near a very big airport, Denver, sometimes I still can't find the best deals. And if I position to either Chicago or to Newark or JFK, then I can get a better deal for a business class seat. And we all know that Pam likes her business class seats. And so we gave ourselves a five-hour buffer. And that is usually just absolutely fine because we're traveling on two different airlines. We were traveling on United to get to Newark, Air France to get to Edinburgh. And so if you miss that award flight, they don't have to rebook you. So it's not something you want to take a chance on. Well, this flight, actually, we took off. We got on the um, tarmac, and they came back, and we're like, what is going on? Turns out some lady had passed out, so that took us some time, and then it j- we got backed up. And anyway, to make a long story sh- short, I was a little bit worried that we weren't going to make our flight. Even with five hours, you were worried? <laughs> yes. So the take-home message is, if you're really worried about a positioning flight, go the night before. And I have done that several times. And
1: I you've taken a lot of positioning flights too. Have you ever had any trouble, Jessica? No, I usually I like I'm I'm the same way. Like I try and do at least five to six hours. Um, and like, but like you said, if it's different airline, that does make me a little bit more nervous because they're not like guaranteed to hold the plane. You know, they're not gonna hold the plane for you because they don't even know you're coming. It's not on the same airline. So I would say if I can't get at least five or six hours, then I will fly in the night before. And I've done that on some, like when I went to St. Kitts, I flew into Miami the night before to spend the night because I was too nervous about the layover there. So
0: yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's something that you should always consider. So we um, got in in time. We actually had enough time that we could run into the Virgin Atlantic Clubhouse real quick and get something to eat. And then we got on our Air France flight. It was to Edinburgh. And I used to call it Edinburgh for years until I went to Scotland. So I learned that it's Edinburgh. And we had a really good redemption rate for this. We only paid 58k for business class seats using Amex rewards, but that's because there was a transfer bonus. So I can't remember if it was 25%, 30% what it was, but it made it really nice, made it really cheap. We did have a stopover of 14 hours in Paris. Now, we were pretty tired when we got to Paris, but we thought we got to go out. We got to go see the Eiffel Tower. We have to go get crepes. We had to uh, do a few things, but but we we were pretty tired. But, you know, sometimes when you have a really long layover, you can get out and go see a little bit of the of the sights. And this wasn't hard at all. We actually went first into the Air France lounge, rested for a little bit, then went outside of the airport. We took the train or the metro into um, Paris, walked around, came back, and went back to the lounge. And so we got a little bit of rest and got some food, and it made for some good pictures. And you got your lounge in, so you were happy. I got my, yes, plenty of lounges, plenty of lounges. So, coming back from Scotland, we went um Edinburgh to Denver via United. And the business class was crazy expensive. It was like 155K, 200K. I just won't do that. Um, I'm more of about 100K is, you know, one way is my top limit. So I, we actually booked economy, and because I have a platinum status with them, I knew I'd get at least economy plus. But at check-in, we were able to upgrade to business for $500 a person, and I did it. Of course, I did it. So that made flying back a lot easier.
1: So how did you do your bookings, Jess? So I have actually been to Scotland twice both times were with my entire family of 6. So lots of points were used and you went with your with 3 of your daughters, so you were a family of 4. So I think it's really cool to highlight how like you know we both did these trips with a large number of people and it still worked out. We still got the points and miles we needed. Scotland was actually one of my very first like big points and miles trips that I ever booked. I started travel hacking in 2015 and we went to Scotland in 2016. So within a year, I was able to save up enough miles for my family of six to go to Scotland, and then we went back in 2019. So we have been twice. The first time we flew from Houston to Chicago, and then from Chicago to Edinburgh on United, and that was 30,000 United miles each way per person. So 60,000 miles round trip times six, that's 360,000 miles. And that was an economy. I do not fly business class when there are six of us. So that was an economy. United recently devalued their flights a bit. So I'm thinking that that same flight is probably going to be closer to 40,000 miles each way. But considering that I mean, I know a lot of people are bummed about the United devaluation. I'm one of them. And I'm sure you are, too, because we both live in United hubs. But, like, they were still having 30,000 miles each way. And that's what I booked in 2016. You know? So if you think about, like, how long ago that was, inflation, like, to me, I it sucks. But, like, I understand. Like, I'm surprised that the 30,000 lasted as long as it did. So... I distinctly remember, though, us boarding the plane and the guy behind us, you know, he sees this family of six and he he says something like, wow, this flight must have cost you a fortune. And I was like, oh, no, it it was like just thirty dollars in taxes. Well, I, what I love, yes, too, is that this was your first um, redemption just about, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely our first. I mean, we had taken some smaller trips, but it was definitely our first international redemption first really big redemption. So, I was thrilled, like even to be in economy, I was thrilled. And the other thing is my daughter had just turned 3 when we went on this trip. So, I know a lot of people are like really nervous to fly internationally um or overseas with young kids, but like she did great. I feel like we Stress out and get anxious about things, but she did great. She and like the trip was amazing. Like, I know that she won't remember it, but like I will remember it and you know, getting to experience things through her eyes. So, I do not regret that at all. Um, so that was the first time, just United Chicago to Edinburgh round trip 30,000 miles each way. And then the second time we went we flew from Houston to Manchester on the Singapore fifth freedom flight. That did not exist in 20. That flight did not exist in 2016. So that's why we didn't take it that time. But then by the second time rolled around in 2019, it did. So you can fly direct from Houston to Manchester, England on Singapore Airlines. It's only 25,000 miles each way in economy.
0: Well, I think what's really interesting about that too, Jess, is that even with the United devaluations, that you can still find some United flights through the Singapore site
1: that are cheaper than you're going to pay for United. Well, this one was actually on Singapore Airlines, which is amazing. Yes, but you are right that you can still look on Singapore's website to see if they have the United flights that you're looking for available. And the nice thing is with United, you can only transfer from Chase. So you've only got one option. With Singapore, you can transfer from all four banks. And so it is much, much easier to rack up Singapore miles than it is to rack up United miles.
0: I've only flown Singapore suites, not to rub it in, but <laughs> <laughs> but my understanding is that their economy um, class seats is a really good product. I mean, for economy class, it's one of the best.
1: Yeah, they're great, and they're also really, really great with kids. The flight attendants are amazing. They have, like, little coloring books and sticker sheets, and, like, they're just really great with kids. So we definitely have flown that route several times now. Like, any, basically any time we want to get to Europe, we just fly that route, and then we'll, you know, position to somewhere else. So it's only 25,000 miles each way. So for the six of us, you know, that was 300,000 miles total. But Singapore, you know, racking up 300,000 miles for Singapore miles is that's two Amex Platinum welcome offers. You know, I mean, it's not. That's amazing. Two credit card signups to take a family of six to Europe. So we flew into Manchester and then we took the train from Manchester to Edinburgh. I think it's around three hour train ride. But I love taking the train in Europe. I think I like we were tired, but we just got on the train. And fell asleep, you know, for for a few hours until we got to Scotland. So super easy to do that, and that is what we will do. My husband is begging to go back to Scotland. Like we love Scotland. So if we go back again, we will definitely be doing the Singapore route. Well, I think it's interesting too that
0: we've shown that we so many different ways to get to Scotland. I went on Air France, came back on United, you went on United, then you went on Singapore. So it's really interesting
1: that there are so many ways to get there. Yeah, definitely. All right, Pam, so tell us about where you stayed in Scotland and some of the activities that you enjoyed there. So we
0: flew into Edinburgh, but we knew we were, only go- we were coming back to Edinburgh at the end of it. So we only flew in and spent one night there. And this hotel we stayed at there. we only stayed one night. And let me tell you, I wish I could have stayed the whole time there. It was my favorite hotel. Well, I, I take it back. We, the um we had some Airbnbs that were um, or some bre- bed and breakfasts not Airbnbs that were pretty phenomenal. But it was we stayed at the Kempton Charlotte Square in Edinburgh. It was thirty four k a night. I actually used two free night certificates so that we could get two rooms. Have I told you how much I love Kempton's? I love Kempton's. They are so cute. They're so quirky. This one was no exception. It was absolutely decorated adorably. It had amazing sitting areas everywhere you would look. It was like, oh my goodness, I need to take a picture of this. I need to p- take a picture of that. It was so, so cute. And sadly, we were only there for one night Because I have diamond status, I did get two free breakfasts, and they had an amazing buffet—really, really really good buffet. And my only sad part about staying there was that we couldn't stay longer because it was—it was really that good. So I hardly suggest it to people that if you're going to Scotland, you're going to Edinburgh, check out the Kempton Charlotte Square Edinburgh because it's—it's crazy good. So we got up the next day, and we went and got our car. And luckily, my daughter, Lindsay, lives in London, so she used to traveling on the left side of the road because it was still a little bit hairy sometimes because we got too big of a car, I think, for the roads. So we had a, an SUV, and there were a few times, you know, it was a little, a little nerve-wracking. But we took a ride up to Inverness, I have to stop and think about how the pronunciation. And we stayed there at the Mary AC and it was a nice hotel. I think if I hadn't stayed at the Charlotte Kimpton, I would have thought it was an amazing hotel. Very modern, very streamlined. And we paid 42K for a family room. That meant we had two rooms. So we had a like a queen bed and then we had a sofa bed that pulled out. So it slept the four of us just fine worked out really good and we got two ten dollar credits for breakfast because I was platinum elite status. While we were there we had to go check out Nessie. We had to go see if we could find the Loch Ness Monster. So we took a boat trip. Um, I can't remember how much we paid for that. It wasn't too expensive but we took this boat trip um, across the Loch Ness and over to a castle And then um, we also, we were only one night in Inverness, and then we um, headed out, and on our way to the Isle of Skye, that was our next location, we stopped at the Eileen Donan Castles, and castles are all over Scotland, and they're gorgeous. They are so beautiful.
1: Yeah, they're like the best part, but one of my favorite parts is just, we also went, I'll get to, I'll get to that in a little bit, but we also went to that castle and went to several others, and... I love them.
0: Yeah, they're they're really really the a beautiful part of Scotland. So our third stop, our third night was on the Isle of Skye, and the Isle of Skye is amazing, and it is it's just so picturesque. We stayed in the Collins Hill Hotel. Now we paid for this, and we could have put it on a Capital One Venture card and then gotten done the purchase eraser. One thing I like when you travel with a group sometimes and like with my daughters or friends is that we can split up the cost. And so it's not so, so expensive. So really I was paying $140 a night. We stayed there two nights and it came for, it was $280 a night for each room with um, breakfast. It's located in the town of Portree. gorgeous views, the cutest town, I would love to just go back and stay there for like a week i I thought portrait was just just so cute, so quaint, and the views were amazing. This hotel had this front um section that you could sit out and take in the views and it i seriously I could have gone out there every day with a book for a week and been at peace and enjoyed it it was It was absolutely gorgeous. There were some hikes that we did. And uh, I start laughing because I somehow I got so confused. There's this hike, and it's called the Old Man a store. And I guess some somehow I got mixed up and thought some it was called the Old Man's Foot Hike. Even when I wrote the blog post, I put we went on they went, and I actually didn't even go on the hike. I stayed home. My my daughters went I I put oh, they went on the old man foot hike. And they showed me the pictures and the rock formations I was making into an old man's foot.
1: (laughs) Luckily, just knew someone who corrected me. Y'all, this story. Okay, so Pam actually published this blog post. And she texted, you know, every time she publishes a blog post, she texts us and says, Hey, I published today's blog post. And so we can share it, you know, on Instagram. So she texted us and said, Hey, I published my Scotland blog post. So I was super excited to read it because I love Scotland. So I immediately started reading it. And I read where she had written Old Man Foot. And I was like, that's a weird name for a hike. And then a friend texted me and was like, does she mean Old Man of Store? And so I Googled it. I Googled Scotland Old Man Foot, which probably wasn't the best idea. And nothing relevant to Scotland came up. So I texted her and I was like, Pam, I cannot find anything about this hike called Old Man Foot. And she was like, Oh my gosh, no, it's Old Man of Store. But the best was there was a picture. There was a picture of the hike, and the caption on the picture was like, My daughters loved hiking Old Man Foot. Oh, I know. Oh, what can I say? What can I say? I'm
0: older. I have to do some of these, you know, crazy old lady things once in a while just to prove to you guys I really am old.
1: Oh my God. So I had to quickly like edit all that and I had to republish it. But it was hilarious. And I was like, Alex and I were laughing so hard, we were like crying. So there's some behind the scenes travel hacking mom drama for you.
0: Yeah, and they usually come from me. So one of the things we did, another hike that we did, and I did this too. I, I'm gonna butcher the name. It's Coring. Um, anyway, it's an amazing hike. You you come across sheep and views of um, valleys, just amazing. It's a very popular hike on the Isle of Skye. We loved our our visit on the on the Isle of Skye. From there, we went to Fort William. And we stayed there at a B and B E called R Drew House. Incredible, gorgeous. I saw pictures of it and I go, I am staying there. Somehow I am staying there. And i we won't even go over the cost of it. It was way too expensive. You know, probably shouldn't have. But it was my first bed and breakfast experience ever. And at first I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. I don't think I like this that much. And it was just kind of odd. But I, it, we ended up having such a good time and enjoying it so much. Our first morning there, we took the Jacob, Jacobite steam train, which is known as the Hogwarts train. It goes over the Glenfinnan Finnan Aqueduct. And it was really a lot of fun. It's a long day. It's like three hours there and three hours back. We did upgrade to first and I would suggest anybody who's doing that to upgrade to first because it was just such a, a cool experience. So they give you some tea or hot chocolate and some little biscuits and it was it was just really fun. When you go over the glenfinnan aqueduct, it's really amazing because there's tons of people standing on the side of it taking pictures. Everybody wants pictures of the Hogwarts train as you go past. And so it was just a it was a really fun thing. From Fort William, we headed back to Edinburgh, and we went to, and again, I'm going to butcher this, Duan Castle. It's the, it's the castle that Outlander is filmed in, and it's very interesting. We also went to Sterling Castle. Unfortunately, they closed it just before we got there, and so we just could see it from the outside, but the cemetery there was amazing. This is the coolest cemetery I think I've ever been in. In fact, I jokingly told my girls that's where I wanted to be buried. And I don't think I'm going to get my wish because it's a long ways. But it was such a cool cemetery. So did you did you go to any of those, those castles?
1: I don't think so. And it's a shame. because. So when we went both times, my youngest, Molly, had not read Harry Potter yet. But now she has... She has read all of the books. And so I feel like if we go back, we're going to have to do all of these Harry Potter things that you did.
0: Yeah, no, it was great. So when we got through with Fort William, we headed back to Edinburgh and we had a rented an Airbnb there. To be honest, I was a little disappointed with this Airbnb. Now, Airbnbs are something you can always use with credit card points and miles by booking them with a Capital One Venture card and then erasing the purchase. Ours was two bedrooms and they weren't king-sized beds. And I have a confession to make. I snore. <laughs> kind of everybody had taken turns sleeping with me. And two of my girls, they doesn't bother them if I snore, but the third girl, it kind of does. And so I knew it. So I couldn't sleep very good because I knew it was so afraid of snoring. And the couple times she would jam me. So I didn't sleep good at all the first night. So we were touring around the next day. And I, I was just kind of in a daze. And I thought, I have got to go to a hotel. I am going to go somewhere. And that's one of the beauties of points and miles is that whether you want to go somewhere at the last minute for fun, or if you want to go somewhere at the last minute for necessity, it's available to you. And so I used some IHG points to go to a Voco hotel. Never have heard of Voco hotels before. It was just right around the corner from where we were staying. I only used 26,000 points, and it was really a nice hotel. It kind of reminded me of Kempton's, and it's a little bit, you know, boutique kind of, you know, they're not all the same. I read more about them, They started out kind of in Europe and now they're all over the place. And I I would totally suggest it's a really good, um,
1: inexpensive option, but really nice. I've heard good things about that brand also. So I will have, I've never stayed there, but I will have to check it out.
0: Yeah. Well, this was a necessity because I needed a good night's sleep. I got a great night's sleep and we continued on in Edinburgh. One of the things that we did that I really love, I really like to take free tours of the city we went on Sandman's uh, free tour of Edinburgh. We saw Edinburgh Castle, Mile City, lots of alleyways and crooks that they uh, showed us. And we also um, did some Harry Potter stuff on that tour. And then the next day we took, we were supposed to go on a Harry Potter tour. And I can't remember. We Somehow we messed up. We were wrong with the times. And... So then we started looking, okay, well, let's just see if we can find a self-tour. And we found a um, self-audio tour on TripAdvisor for Harry Potter. And it was amazing. I think we paid $7 for it, downloaded it. I think we each downloaded it and realized that we could have just shared. But it took us through all these different um, Harry Potter areas, told us about it. And so that was, it was really fun. And so I highly recommend that. One of the things I we enjoyed in Edinburgh was having Sunday roast dinner at a restaurant. And one of my favorite things in London is sticky toffee pudding. And I loved that since Scotland is part of the UK, I could find sticky toffee pudding everywhere. And we also found these little candies that we were constantly looking for called tablets. They're these little butterscotch, buttery cubes that are very addicting. What about haggis? Did you try haggis? I did. I wasn't going to. I refused to take it, to have it. I mean, it's just disgusting. Explain what haggis is, Jess.
1: I don't, isn't it like ground up, like intestines? I have tried it too. So I went to Scotland, went, obviously I'm on this podcast, but when I was there... I was like, I'm just going to try it because I'm here and I feel like I have to. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I think if I didn't know what it was, then I would have liked it. But it was like a little bit of a psychological thing, you know, like knowing what it is. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. When we were on Diagon Alley, which is uh,
0: the main Harry Potter type street, there's a place called Pork and they are supposed to have the best pulled pork sandwiches and they put applesauce on it or haggis and so one of us got one with applesauce one got one with haggis and both my girls tasted they had the one with the haggis and they ate it and they did die so i took a bite of it and it tasted like stuffing almost to me but it wasn't like a straight straight spoonful of it because it was mixed in with the other stuff but you know but it, it was fine But, you know, all in all, we were so, so lucky on our trip because Scotland is known to have kind of rainy, dreary weather. Until we got back the last couple of days in Edinburgh, we had sunshine, blue skies, very untypical Scottish weather. They must have known that Pam was coming and the sun shone for us. I thought they were some of the nicest people I've ever met traveling. I always thought Amsterdam had the nicest people. These were really nice people, too. We enjoyed seeing all the sheep, the Scottish cows. We didn't see many people in kilts, mainly just tour guides. Um, That surprised me. And we enjoyed speaking Scottish, So we thought we were hilarious. Everything was a wee this and a wee that and talking about lads and lassies. And we just, we thought we were quite funny and, you know, but it, we really had a good time. I would go back to, to Scotland if I could guarantee that the weather was as good as what we had. So Jess, tell us about where you stayed and what you did.
1: Okay, but first I looked it up and haggis is technically minced liver, heart, and lungs of a sheep and sometimes various other animals. So that's what it is. If you want to try it, I think when I had it, I like mixed it with mashed potatoes and like it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it helps to not know what it is. <laughs> okay, so the first time we went to Scotland, we only stayed in Edinburgh and we took like day trips to other places. So we stayed at the Crown Plaza Royal Terrace, which is an IHG property. It was Thirty-five thousand IHG points a night. This was back in 2016, so I don't know what it is now, but it's probably around. It's probably still around that price point. We had to get two rooms because there were six of us. So thirty-five thousand IHG points a night. The other thing is, both times we've gone, we've gone in August, and in August, there in Edinburgh, there is what's what's called the Fringe Festival, and it is like one of the world's largest, or the world's largest. Performing arts festival. And so it's a really, really, really cool time to go to Edinburgh because there are shows you can go to. There are like street performers. It's also a very popular and busy time to go there. And so if you want to go during the French festival, you want to make sure you book your accommodations very far in advance, especially like we always recommend booking Europe in the summer far in advance if you want to use points and miles. But if you want to go to Edinburgh in August, you definitely need to plan far in advance. So so when you went there the first time, did
0: you plan to go there again in August because you enjoyed that French festival so much?
1: Yeah. And for the most part, the weather was really really nice in August. And so like July and August I think are typically like the nicest times weather-wise to go unless you get lucky like you and have really nice weather randomly in April. But yeah, so the weather was really nice while we were there with the occasional rain shower. Yeah, so it's just a really, really fun time to go there. I loved Edinburgh Castle. There is an optical illusion museum that my kids really, really loved. And it was was fun to go there. It's near Edinburgh Castle. We loved climbing Arthur's Seat. We've done that both times. It is, a, it is an easy climb. My daughter was, like I said, three the first time we went and she did it. So it is not difficult, but it just gives you like the most beautiful views of the city from up there. And it's just a fun, free thing to do with the family. So like I said, the first time we just stayed at Edinburgh the entire time, we took a day trip to St. Andrews and that was really cool. We saw one of the property brothers there. That is something that my kids will always remember. They're like, oh, yeah, we went to St. Andrews and we saw one of the Property Brothers. We don't know which one. because They're twins and we I can't tell them apart. They weren't renovating. They were there. He was there. No, they were vacationing. They were vacationing. And then we loved Scotland so much that we were like, we want to go back. But this time we want to do a little bit more of like the Highlands. And so we did the same thing, Pam, where we stayed in Edinburgh again. But then we also stayed a few nights in Inverness. And we did not rent a car either time because there were six of us. And so I can't even imagine the size of the vehicle that we would need and add in the narrow streets and driving on the left side of the road. And that is just a recipe for disaster. So we in in Edinburgh or for these day trips, we either, you know, walked in Edinburgh or we took a taxi or we took a train. To, it's very easy to take trains for day trips um, to different cities And so that is what we did when we went to St. Andrews. So the second time, we stayed at the Hilton, Edinburgh, Carlton. And it was 50,000 Hilton points a night. I looked it up today, and it's still running around the same amount of Hilton points a night. So it's not too bad, 50,000 for Hilton. And again, we needed two rooms because there were six of us. The location was amazing. So I think between the Crown Plaza and the Hilton that the Hilton location was a lot better. It was a lot closer to like the center of the city. And, but the Crown Plaza was not bad by any means. I I was trying to think of what to say about it. And I was like, gosh, that was 2016. That was so long ago. At that time, I could have never predicted that I would be talking about that trip on a podcast. And so I don't remember a ton about it, but I do remember that it was a little bit of a walk to get to the, the main sites, whereas the Hilton was just like right smack dab in the middle of it. So I would totally stay at the Hilton again. And then, like I said, we so we stayed there for a few nights. And then we took the train up to Inverness. And in Inverness, we just stayed at an Airbnb because I don't think there were very many points options there.
0: No, there isn't. In fact, the, Mar- the Marriott is pretty new that we stayed at, the, the AC Marriott. So there isn't.
1: Yeah, like... I'm almost positive that when I was searching in 2018 to be booking my 2019 trip that there were like no points options. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that was there. So we stayed at an Airbnb. The nice thing, though, is like these smaller towns, you can find Airbnbs for very reasonable prices. So we stayed at an Airbnb and from there we took we took a day like a full day trip to the Isle of Skye which I highly, highly, highly recommend. Pam talked about it earlier in this episode. One of my favorite places I've ever been to. I wish we could have stayed overnight there. With six of us and like not having a car, it was just too logistically difficult to do that. But I'm so glad we went on the day trip. We went through a company called Happy Tours and I highly recommend them. So they picked us up at our Airbnb. It was a private tour, just the six of us. They did the driving. We didn't have to worry about it. We could just look out the window. And it was awesome because it was like, you know, we stopped along the way at a bunch of this. Like we stopped at Loch Ness. We stopped at the Eileen Dunan castle. And so it's it it breaks it up, you know, to have those stops, especially with kids. They need to get out and stretch their legs and get their energy out. So highly recommend Isle of Sky. And then we did a couple more. Just day trips. We went to the Culloden Battlefield, which was amazing. Highly recommend going there. And then we went to Clava Cairns, which is supposed to be. Have you seen Outlander, Pam? I've seen
0: a couple episodes.
1: Okay. I'm a huge Outlander fan. And so in the show, there is like this rock, this huge like rock that she puts her hands on, and that's what like transports her in the show. And so Clava Cairns is supposed to be like what inspired that in Outlander. So that's why I really really wanted to go there. I did not find Jamie Frazier, unfortunately, but it was a great day trip to do. I think we did Clava Cairns and the Culloden Battlefield in one day trip. So, and then we just hung out in Inverness one day. So I love it. I want to go back and explore even more of the Highlands. I would love To actually stay in Sky like you did for a night or two. There's also a Hyatt, like a brand new, it's not technically, it's like a destination by Hyatt. So it's not, you know, a Hyatt hotel, but there is a new Hyatt, destination by Hyatt, and it's called the Schloss Roxburg. And so you can use Hyatt Points to stay there. It's like this beautiful estate, it almost looks like a castle. And it's about an hour outside of Edinburgh, and I want to go there very badly. If I know you, you'll make that happen, Jess. So going back to Scotland is on my list. Staying at this destination by Hyatt Castle is on my list, so I'm going to make it happen. I have to figure out when, but I'm going to make it happen.
0: Well, obviously, Scotland has Jess's heart. (laughs) She's gone twice and wants to go a third time. I would totally go back, you know, going back places twice. There's so much of the world I still want to see. I, I may not go back, but, it, but it's an amazing, beautiful country of the nicest people and the most beautiful sights.
1: So we hope that you enjoyed learning all about how Pam and I have visited Scotland on points and miles and hope that we've given you some inspiration for how you can do it too. If you have a we moment, we would be so grateful if you would rate and review this podcast and share it with others who you think would love to learn all about points and miles. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet-setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, Follow us on Instagram at travelhackingmom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.